recording <laughs> since I had issues with that last week. All right, uh, where are we at? Um, so lecture fourth. Now in group A, I went through like this really long, boring <laughs> bit that I found very interesting because I'm a nerd, right? So let me kind of do a different approach to that, hopefully that isn't as monotonous. But um, I'm trying to screen share real quick. All right, so in um, lecture fourth, um, it starts out like all of them do with uh, referencing the previous lecture and it says, hey, so we've studied this and because of that, now we're gonna transition into the next part. And so my initial question is for, for all of you scriptorians here who are uh, diligently studying the lectures, what is the difference between the character of God and the attributes of God? As we um, see from uh, lecture third, uh, it's one of the, the main points that uh, they're, they're presenting here, right? That a correct idea of his character, perfections, and attributes is essential um, that one may exercise faith unto faith in God unto life and salvation. And so um, we see kind of with the lectures as a whole, that that is presented here, and there's a whole lecture just on the character of God. There's six different points, and then um, there are six attributes brought forth in lecture fourth. So what, how do you define character, and how do you define attributes? Like, how are they different? Because I think, for me, they seem very similar, and I kind of got confused the uh, first couple of weeks that I was studying these. Um, but anyway, just like, what is the character of God and what are the attributes? How are they different? And why is it important that we have two separate lectures on these, these things here? Um, so let's see, as we, uh, come back to lecture fourth, verse one, uh, it says, okay, so we've studied the character of God and, these things are necessary in order to the exercise of faith in him unto life and salvation. But we shall now proceed to show the connection there is between correct ideas of the attributes of God and the exercise of faith in him unto eternal life. So um, very similar sentences, right? But here we have the character and here we have the attributes. Here we have um, an exercise of faith unto life and salvation, and here we have it unto eternal life. So again, is there a difference between life and salvation and eternal life? Is there a difference between character and attributes, or are we all just kind of talking about the same things? Anyway, what are your guys' thoughts and, <laughs> and feelings? I know that I don't have a, a full-on answer, but I've, I've tried to wrestle a lot with it today and um, work through it. But anyway, just kind of opening that up. It, is there a lot of meaning in these words, or is it just kind of reiterating similar principles in, you know, kind of using a thesaurus approach? Let's see, so 
the the character it says his character the ideas of his character lay a foundation so it definitely starts there we have to have that before we learn about the attributes Mm -hmm. even though they sound really similar but um yeah and so i found that very interesting um I, since we've all been studying together, uh, I, I found the Webster's Dictionary 1828 version or whatever, very handy in most word studies, right? And so that was my next step was to go through um, that one verse and separate out what is a characteristic, what's an attribute, what's a perfection. And so I've got those, I put them on like a little chart because that's what I do, right? <laughs> um, so a characteristic is something which constitutes a character, like, well, duh. <laughs> but uh, further on, that which distinguishes a person or a thing from another. And so uh, a distinguishing characteristic. And then what is an attribute? How is that different? So an attribute is what is considered as belonging to or inherent in um, uh, any given thing, uh, a person or, or a thing. So this thing is something that distinguishes, and this is something that belongs to. And I find it very interesting that Webster is using deity in his very definition of some of these principles. So he gives an example. So as power and wisdom are attributes of the supreme being. Um, so, I mean, he's basically echoing <laughs> what's being said in lectures on faith here. Um, oh yeah, we have some, some attributes that are being attributed to, to God. And then what is a perfection? I found this one super intriguing. It says that a perfection is an inherent or essential attribute. So it's basically just taking an attribute and taking it to the supreme or infinite version of itself. So the example that, that Webster gives is, um, as the perfections of God, the infinite power, rather than just power, it's taken to an infinite uh, limit or uh, quality. And um, there's infinite power, holiness, justice, benevolence, wisdom. So here he describes an attribute as power and wisdom being attributes of a supreme being. But a perfection of God is his infinite power and infinite wisdom, infinite holiness, etc. And so anyway, I found characteristic attribute perfection very interesting, kind of like word studies, just to understand what they are, because, you know, no surprise, we've taken God mainly out of our definitions of uh, things. And so what Joseph and the people surrounding him would have understood these words to, to mean in their original context, I think is uh, kind of key to, to begin the process of, of learning those. So taking these and um, separating them out here in, in these columns here, so in lecture third, there are six characteristics, and in lecture fourth, there are six attributes. And so I've listed them 
here just kind of side by side to kind of take a look at him. So last week we studied that he was God before the world was created, um, that he was merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abundant in goodness. Thirdly, that he changes not, he's the same, that there is no variation. Fourthly, that he is God of truth and cannot lie. Fifthly, that he's no respecter of persons and that he is love. And then on the flip side, here we have the, the six attributes that first, knowledge, secondly, faith, or in other words, power, thirdly, justice, judgment, mercy, and truth. And we were taking a look at this in group A and noticing that there is a, a, a seeming correlation between the first characteristic and the first attribute. And likewise, on down the list, um, which I hadn't necessarily noticed before. Um, like, for example, take thirdly here, that he changes not, neither is there variableness, like he's the same. And that, you know, does operate under the law of justice, right? Where um, he's applying uh, same kind of laws to, to everything, and, and he's not even changing from it. Um, that he is a God of truth and cannot lie, that he executes a, a judgment, that that's one of his attributes, uh, no respecter of persons, and that uh, definitely falls within the, the laws of mercy, that he is love. We have many different scriptures equating love with truth. Anyway, I find that very interesting that there, there's a, a seeming correlation between the six characteristics and the six attributes of God. Um, so kind of taking that and, uh, putting it over into the perfections. So what we learned from the definition, if a perfection is just the infinite version of the attribute, then knowledge becomes perfect knowledge. And we do have a, a common word in our vernacular for that, right? The omniscience of God, that he's all knowing, um, that there is faith or power becomes perfect faith or power and so that yields his omnipotence justice becomes perfect justice perfect judgment perfect mercy and perfect truth anyway thoughts questions anything on there because i i don't know that was kind of an interesting exercise for me because i'm nerdy and like to do word searches right ever since <laughs> i discovered isaiah but i found that um just kind of understanding characteristics versus attributes and perfections very intriguing in um, the way that I'm approaching my study of of God and just learning about him and um, anyway yeah any comments or, or thoughts before we kind of dive into to lecture four there Just that that was really interesting. So thank you for sharing that. That gives me a lot to think about. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's kind of like, yeah, I, I just gave you a whole bunch of <laughs> stuff to like think about questions. <laughs> you know it as a, a teacher sometimes. It's like, oh, well, yeah, here, go study that. And <laughs> then we could talk about it. I haven't given you enough time to Really no, I've been so busy this week. I just barely read this like an hour ago. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but yeah. So when you chart it out like that, it definitely seems like from A to B to C, there seems to be a progression there. You know, he probably didn't wasn't all knowing to start with. I mean, it, he be he he became all knowing. Hmm. It, it kind of seems like the purpose of all this is uh, and the lectures of faith is to let um, people know that as God once was, we. Let's see, am I saying that right? He, yeah, so as we are, God once was, and as yeah. God is, man may become something along that line. I'm, I yeah. misquoted it here, but. And so that, you know, he wasn't perfect to start with. You know, he had this journey just like us. And so I think that helps us that, well, we can do this too, you know? Mm -hmm. Um we've got a long ways to go but i mean it is pointing us in that direction that that we can become these things like he did mm -hmm. yeah and i find um you know kind of skipping ahead to to next week verse one of that one very interesting um it says in our former lectures meaning lectures three and four we treated of the being, character, perfections, and attributes of God. And what we mean by perfections is the perfections which belong to all the attributes of his nature. And then lecture five goes into the Godhead. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and, and their perfections and, and how all of that interrelates to each other. So once we have a basis of his character, then we can move on to his attributes. And once we have a basis of that, then we can actually unpack what it means to have a Godhead and be able to approach them. You know, like uh, all of all of this is is a progression and the the lectures are so methodically curated for um, the school of the prophets in order for them to achieve a purpose, right? as we've studied before. Uh, anyway, I just find it so masterful how um, how they've put these together. And uh, <laughs> my first few times through them, I mean, they were blowing me away, but at the same time, they, they do seem pretty basic, you know? Like you study these six attributes, like, oh, okay, cool. But uh, wrestling with them, I think is really important uh, to look for patterns and themes and and things so that we can like unpack them and um, receive deeper insight to to why they narrowed it down to these six things, uh, these six characteristics, these six attributes, and these six perfections um, to help us come to know God. And in class A, we talked about how. In fact, it's in one of the paragraphs, might even be in the last one, I don't know, but that these attributes are unchangeable. I yeah. mean, we can, we can depend on them, that uh, he's going to, he's all-knowing, and he's not going to change. He's, he's 
and with the justice he's gonna judge us fairly um it, it it's just really comforting to know that they're unchangeable and that we can count on him to be the same and not to change mm -hmm. yeah it is in 19 isn't it yeah 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 the last verse of it is is very powerful so after we study all these things such then is the foundation which is laid through the revelation of the attributes of god for the exercise of faith in him for life and salvation and seeing that these attributes no seeing that these are attributes of the deity they are unchangeable being the same yesterday today and forever which gives to the mind of the latter-day saints the same power and authority to exercise faith in god which the former day saints had so that all the saints in this respect have been are and will be alike until the end of time for god never changes therefore his attributes and character remain forever the same and it is through the revelation of these that a foundation is laid for the exercise of faith in god unto life and salvation the foundation, therefore, for the exercise of faith was, is, and ever will be the same, so that all men have had and will have an equal privilege. Like, that's that last sentence is really, you know, so that we all have equal privilege. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. I really love all that because, like, I think of it as, like, a little girl. If I had a problem, I would always go to my dad because I knew what to expect. He would be logical. <laughs> he would tell me this and this and this. And then he would say, you know, it's okay. Everything's going to get better. My mom would, you didn't know how she would react. She might get mad. She might scream. She might cry. She might make it worse than it is by calling whoever had, you know, you had the problem with. <laughs> but my dad I could count on him being logical and walking through it with me and saying honey it's gonna be okay and being forgiving and so I love that that's what I can count on I love and of course I love my mother but I always went to my dad because I knew what I could expect mm -hmm. and I knew he would give me good advice and I knew he would help me Pro, like prosper like get better and not that I didn't love my mother but the drama of it would only make it worse <laughs> so I really love that we have a father that we can count on that is never changing that we can count on him that these attributes are always going to be the same we don't have to be scared that tomorrow he's moody and gonna be mad you know mm -hmm. I love that I just love that and that probably hit me the most yeah i love that um like i was kind of mentioning in, in group a and stuff i think it's just so interesting looking at different people's perspective of god right like we have um these are my two main examples because they're just easy and handy right but like the greeks we have all of these this pantheon of gods that are always trying to usurp each other they're always fighting trying to kick one off a throne or subjugate one or anyway it's just like a total mess you never know what you're going to expect and um uh, yeah it's entertaining to read right like <laughs> these stories but uh but in the end is that a god that you really want to 
to put trust in that you can even have faith in, uh, you know, you never know how it's going to be versus um, like an, an orthodox type of God that is nebulous and yet everywhere all at once and uh, nowhere. He doesn't have body parts or passions or any of that. Like, it's just, I don't know. Can you have faith in, in something that's, that's floating around, but not floating around or anyway, like <laughs> the fact that we have such clear doctrine here presented in the lectures on faith and, and throughout scripture that, that we have the most perfect God and he has lovingly created a plan whereby we can actually have trust and, um, a solid foundation on which to build, right? Like, you know what you're going to get, you know, you're going to get solid advice and you know that he's approachable um, versus all of the alternatives. I think that that's just so powerful and powerfully taught here in, in the lectures. Um, let's see. So that all man have had and will have an equal privilege. I think that that just sums it up so perfect right there. <clears throat> um, well, he also has the the perfect balance of justice and mercy. And like even studying like the temple um, endowment, some of the stuff we unsaid, but if you look at, if you look at close, a lot of it's about justice and mercy and um, I love, I love that, like, he is constant, but he is all, he's the all-knowing that you were talking about, and that he knows how to be our father. He know, already knows how to do this. It's not like <laughs> he's practicing on us. Like, with my kids, I'm practicing. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Every kid, I'm practicing, like, a new way to be a parent because they're a different kid. So, I love that he's the perfect He's already been perfected so he's not like we're not his guinea pigs right mm -hmm. yeah i love that principle there because like <laughs> you know i'm not a parent but like how many um different kind of personality types and how many different Whoa. struggles and things there are out there right and yeah and exactly no i have one yeah i have one kid that's just always mad at me he's just has a lot of issues and they're always my fault. No matter what it is, it's my fault. It doesn't matter if it has nothing to do with me, it's my fault. And I finally just said, I am sorry that you're not happy. I'm sorry that you're having a hard time. And like you said, I said, you didn't come with an instruction manual. I raised you the way I was raised. And I thought that seemed like the perfect plan. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's not perfect for everyone, but Heavenly Father does have a perfect plan. You know, he does, he does know each of us and know what we need and know, I think even knows like, oh yeah, Kathy's really going to struggle here for a while. She's, you know, she's a hot mess for a minute, but you know, perfect patience and perfect, but also pushing us to be better and not, he's not an enabler. He's not, you know, he's not, he, I love how, I love the perfectness of him because I can plan on that. Mm -hmm. And he's going to help me become what I need to become. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, just kind of taking a look at the, those six attributes that are here. Um, like the, 
we have the justice, judgment, and mercy, uh, right all back to back there. And and they're so beautifully presented here with Psalms and uh, Isaiah, Nehemiah. But let's see. I just lost the thought that I was going to say. But anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah, that um, it's interesting to note how some of these are kind of uh, presented as pairs. Um, here with justice and judgment, they, they are both given with Psalms 89, 14. Uh, mercy and truth are presented with uh, Psalms 89, 15. Um, and how, I don't know, it's just kind of like the perfect mix because um, my first thought was, okay, we have all of the different attributes, the Christ-like attributes presented in um, Preach My Gospel. That's what I was familiar with. And so, so why these six? Like, what makes those special versus all of the other attributes and characteristics that, that we do know of, of God, right? As we'll look at in our topical guide study of, of Christ, I mean, there, there's way more than just six. So why is um, Joseph or Sidney or all these people in uh, School of the Prophets focusing on these six? Um and they seem to kind of come in pairs and uh, there's different patterns with them. Um, but like you were saying uh, right there, that, that perfect blend of, of justice and mercy. Um, and that it's something that we can count on because it's, it's prepared and he has that omniscience that has it all accounted for. Um, that's something that we can really put our trust in and, and count on that kind of a thing and, and plan accordingly from our end. Um, let's see. So I wanted to kind of cover some of these other verses here um, that we didn't do in, in group A. Um, but verse 11 was, was super enlightening to, to me. I really loved it. It says, by a little reflection, it will be seen that the idea of the existence of these attributes in the deity is necessary to enable any rational being to exercise faith in him. For without the idea of the existence of these attributes in the deity, men could not exercise faith in, in him for life and salvation seeing that without the knowledge of all these things, God would not be able to save any portion of his creatures. For it is by reason of the knowledge which he has of all things from the beginning to the end that enables him to give that understanding to his creatures. So, I mean, I think that that's, that's huge, that he transmits that knowledge to us. It enables him to give us understanding by which they are made partakers of eternal life. And so that, you know, that kind of signals like Lehi's dream, right? To partake of the eternal life. And if it were not for the idea existing in the minds of men that God had all knowledge, it would be impossible for them to exercise faith in him. I, I just think that that verse is so beautifully put there. Let's see, what was my other favorite one? I think it was 17. Yeah, it's kind of a long one, so bear with me. But um, I think that this one kind of summarizes all of it very well. And um, as Leslie was bringing up in group A, 
how many times this lecture talks about the mind. Um, let's see, there's 20 different iterations of mind throughout here. Uh, like the one I just read, let's see, sorry to scroll really fast, uh, by a little reflection um, or meditation or um, our mind focusing on something. So there's only 20, I mean, only, there's 20 different uh, examples where it uses the word mind, but it also starts off with many things that allude to the mind as well. Um, let's see, and here in 17, let the mind once reflect sincerely and candidly upon the ideas of the existence of the before mentioned attributes in the deity. So I think that that's huge. Um, at the end of lecture four, it says that those attributes should be committed to memory. That those are, that's our first memorization homework of, of the lectures. And I think that, that this is why. Let the mind once reflect sincerely and candidly upon the ideas of the existence of those. And it will be seen. So if you take the time to reflect sincerely and candidly, it will be shown that as far as his attributes are concerned, there is a sure foundation laid for the exercise of faith in him for life and salvation. For inasmuch as God possesses the attribute knowledge, he can make all things known to his saints necessary for their salvation. And as he possesses the attribute of power, he is able thereby to deliver them from the power of all enemies. I, I think that that's super powerful and uh, relevant to word of wisdom and, and many different things. And seeing also that justice is an attribute of the deity, he will deal with them upon the principles of righteousness and equity. And a just reward will be granted unto them for all of their afflictions and sufferings for truth's sake, which is huge. And as judgment is an attribute in the deity, his saints can also have the most unshaken confidence that they will, in due time, obtain a perfect deliverance out of the hands of their enemies and a complete victory over all those who have sought their hurt and destruction and as mercy is also an attribute of the deity his saints ha can have confidence that it will be exercised toward them and through the exercise of that attribute toward them comfort and consolation will be administered unto them abundantly amid all their afflictions and tribulations. And lastly, realizing that truth is an attribute of the deity, the mind is led to rejoice amid all its trials and temptations in hope of that glory which is to be brought at the revelation of Jesus Christ and in view of that crown which is to be placed upon the heads of the saints in the day when the Lord shall distribute rewards unto them. And in prospect of that eternal weight of the glory which the Lord has promised to bestow upon them, when he shall bring them into the midst of his throne to dwell in his presence eternally. I mean, man, 17 isn't one of like the, the memorization things, but it is super powerful. Like when I read that one tonight, it hit me in such a new way of 
lining out the blessings and outcomes that each of those attributes can have for us personally if we will let our mind sincerely and candidly reflect upon them. Ask, seek, and knock, and you will receive these six blessings that can be administered because of his six attributes. Like, I don't know if I'm, it's probably like, like a, well, duh moment for you guys, but like, it's such an aha moment for me. And I don't know, it, it's kind of blowing my mind how powerful verse 17 is for me personally. Uh, I don't know. It must just be like where I'm at right now. But anyway, I love it. Any like thoughts or, or comments on it? Yeah, in verse 17, it, it talks about the deity. That seems like plural to me, is it? But anyway, can we count on these same attributes in Jesus Christ as well? I, I believe where they're one, I, I think we can. But what's your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. I think that that'll be fully answered in lecture five next week. Um, oh. But, but yeah, because a lot of times this is like the groundwork here is being laid for God, the father, but then five takes it to a new level where it finally expands it and um, shows how Christ grows from grace to grace and, and, learns this process and becomes this as well what what about the holy ghost does it, it go into his attributes and stuff from what i remember it's been a few weeks since i passed through it again but i i don't believe so i think it mainly focuses on god and, and christ but i could be wrong and and where he's just a spirit for now, you know, it's probably different than where he has the body and where mm -hmm. Christ and Heavenly Father have their bodies. Oh. oh yeah, I just love that. Um, I can see why we're asked to memorize it because if it's already in your mind, then he can do so much more with us if it's already the learning is already kind of started mm -hmm. even if we don't understand it if we have it memorized like yesterday i was at the temple and there's in the chapel there's a big picture of christ there's a beautiful picture and i was thinking oh that's pretty but it wasn't really impacting me until i started reciting in my head the living christ and then it was like whoa this is a really great picture and i felt the spirit so much stronger and so the memorization i think has always served me well although it's a lot of work <laughs> trying to keep it in there and because you have to keep do practicing or it goes for me anyway but um I don't know. I just feel prompted to tell this story, and I don't know if it really goes super well with this subject. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I bet that Cameron can help me incorporate it in. <laughs> um, a friend of mine, she has a lot of um, 
um, her ancestors, her family, her direct family and her ancestors, there's a lot of bad actors in there. There's a lot of unrighteous dominion and abuse and just a lot of bad actors. And she ended up marrying in the temple and has this great husband and has been really working to break some of those attributes because it's been so hard for her. She's had so many trials because of her ancestors. I don't know how to explain that, but anyway, one of them was one night she <laughs> start, was like possessed, like full on possessed. And she was like drooling, like foaming from the mouth, drooling, crying. She's like, I, she didn't know what was wrong with her. She's like, something's wrong with me. She was feeling sick. And just like, uh, she said to her husband, I don't know what to do. I'm so sick. And she's, she's foaming at the mouth. Like she's, full on losing it and she he's like will you and their eyes are all weird he's like I think you're possessed and he gave her a blessing and it go it didn't go away so he called his the elders quorum president who he knew and they called a bunch of guys together and went up to give her a blessing so they all and she's like it's so embarrassing it's the most embarrassing thing of my whole life have all these men there staring at me like I was this crazy dog or something like I, I could not control my body and so they gave her a blessing it still didn't work oh. and she's like and he was like it's not working what are we doing and so the elders quorum president said anybody that is here who is not worthy to be here or if you don't believe this will work I need you to leave right now and half of them left and then the ones that were left started all over and it went away. Oh. So I, I don't know. I think there's part of it is knowing God and knowing, um, I don't know. Can you help me tie this in? Cause I felt that I was supposed to share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that that's super applicable because like, um, which verse is it that, um, faith or power? Yeah. Let me, pull that up on the screen um so secondly faith or power right and so if we have faith we have power like they're they they go hand in hand they're one in the same kind of thing right and right. so when the elders quorum president or whatever said okay anybody that doesn't believe that you know whether this can actually happen or you know that they have faith in themselves that they're in their power and their authority right yeah exactly so whatever limiting factor of faith that you have you're limiting the power of the whole and so we need you to to step aside so that we can exercise it in its fullness and connect with god so that he can actually help with that that casting out kind of a thing i think that that's a powerful principle it reminds me of like oh sorry church history david whitmer right that had to like step aside so that they could receive visions right oh yeah i think it was him i can't remember. <laughs> i'm really bad with my church history i know the stories but i don't know right. which characters went but like you know like okay i think it was it's just not time martin harris martin harris okay yeah as soon as i said the other it didn't sound quite right <laughs> but um I, I think that that's a, a powerful principle for us. Um, and, and it kind of stems back to an earlier lecture, right? Where it says um, there's three things necessary. You have to have a correct idea. 
of his character perfection and attributes. And then you also have to know that the course of life that you're living is according to his will in order to have that faith to, to do those things. And so I think it hinges on both of those in that scenario that you shared there. Very I, powerful. I agree. And also to have that memorized in your mind so that you could pull it up if you needed it, just like I did at the temple, pulled it up when I need to feel the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful as human beings that we have our mind that can help our heart connect Mm -hmm. right and then sometimes that same mind can be our stumbling block if we have sinned and haven't cleaned it up haven't cleared it up or or repented he can give us so much confidence in ourselves and the hard things we have to do if if in our mind we know that you know we know him and we know us and we know that we're in alignment right Mm -hmm. Maybe we're not perfect. He's perfect. But when we know we're not perfect, mm-hmm. but we know um, exactly what he is and what to count on. And just like my dad, I don't have to be worried that he's going to do something completely different. I know I can count on him. And also, I think the, the elders that showed up who weren't worthy knew they weren't worthy and didn't think it would work because they weren't worthy and that's the faith and so yeah i mean it's just even though it kind of isn't exactly what you're talking about the memorization i think is i think i'm going to do that (laughs) because i think it is pivotal to our growth is to know our father and to count on him and um not look at him like a policeman not look at him like he's gonna give me a ticket i'm gonna be in trouble he's mean because a lot of people do think of god that way that he's he's you know if you sin then he looks at you bad. you're a bad girl you're a bad boy and that's not how he is so if we learn these things and at the attributes of him the characteristic and attributes together and the power of it right the perfectness of it gives us the strength to depend on him when it's hard yeah i love that um something popped in my head just a second (laughs) i'll come back well i feel also like you said you said that um they weren't worthy it didn't work because they weren't worthy and i don't know that i don't know if that would would really be the case um maybe they were worthy. They just didn't really believe and didn't really trust and didn't have that faith. Um, because we know that those kind of things, they work on faith, right? And if we don't know God and have faith and trust in him, then, then it's not going to work. Just like, um, I'm trying to think what, there was another story in the scriptures that, that had to do with that too, that, um, Anyway, it's, I'm not yeah, thinking of it now, I but think you're right. I think though, that when you don't, when you don't have worthiness, you don't, you don't have the faith. I mean, you, your faith is weakened if you don't feel like you're worthy, right? If you feel like I, I have this addiction or I have this da, 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 maybe your faith isn't, you don't know if you're up to the task. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. That's, that's true. Worthiness might have something to do with it, may, but I don't think it has to. 
because I think that people who are completely worthy still may not truly have enough faith or or trust in God and maybe you know their testimonies aren't strong enough that they just don't really have the faith even though they are worthy they're not doing anything that would make them unworthy they just don't understand per se right. or or you know. or dare to do the action because it's remember it's faith and action give you the power right. so maybe it's that duo that you know I don't I don't know kind of the shaky ground that I'm, I'm not sure and you know that's what he said if you're not worthy or you're not if you don't know this will work don't, you need to leave so yeah. maybe it's the worthiness really is in our head not so much the action you know yeah. what I mean yeah uh-huh totally <laughs> it is interesting what the way you brought that up though I do agree I totally do agree with you mm-hmm yeah so like this is from lecture third from last week right um where it says let us here observe that three things are necessary so there's this divine equation that anyone can exercise faith so first the idea that he actually exists so um in that specific scenario right like that there is a god and that we can access the power in order to to perform a miracle kind of a thing so the idea that he actually exists and could want this and then a correct idea of his character perfections and attributes so that might be uh well any of these if you don't have all three then it, it's not going to be firing on all cylinders and you'll not be able to to pull off uh the exercise of faith so if it came down to an incorrect idea of any one of his character perfections or attributes it could be that and then um like the other side of the coin that um, you were referring to the actual knowledge that the course of life which you're pursuing so like personal worthiness or or just even a, your general course of life like if you just feel out of sync out of mission or not grounded um, that could also uh, throw it off but uh, it's interesting that this is a a formula you have to have all three of those things in order to to have faith uh, and, and exercise it into life and salvation. I think that's a very powerful principle. Yeah, and maybe they just didn't have one of those and, mm -hmm. you know, not not all three of them, but just, just one is missing. Like they didn't understand the attributes of Christ and, and mm -hmm. of God. And, you and know, it could have been like a mix between all the different yeah. brothers, right? Like one yeah. of them might have been like, uh, I don't think people can actually get possessed. So I'm out because I don't believe that. <laughs> and then another one could have been like, yeah, I lost my temper today. And I am like, I'm off. Like, there's no way that I can have the faith to do it. Another yeah. one might have been just, I don't know. Does God really work through me? I, I, I just don't necessarily know that or you know like it can be a, a variety of lots of different things yeah some kind of doubt somewhere right mm -hmm. yeah some sort of unbelief that, that needs fixed yeah, but you can actually you actually really could just substitute the worthiness for doubt i mean it could really because yeah. worthiness probably does bring in the doubt and yeah. that connection feeling connected and and yeah i really i think you're onto it mm -hmm. yeah i love that and so kind of coming back to that, that one chart of character attributes and perfections there. Um, and like you said, just memorization, like commit these to memory, 
that he was God before the world was created, and he's the same after it was created, that he's merciful, gracious, slow to anger, so that these can be recalled when you need them, right? And so that you can kind of go through the checklist when <laughs> when it hits the fan and you're just like, okay, I need to exercise in an enormous amount of faith right now unto life and salvation. Do I know God's characteristics and attributes? Am I personally worthy? And do I believe in God? Like, And so that you have these memorized so that you can run through them if you need to and and exercise that that faith i think that's a very powerful principle there and you see all of the um school of the prophet participants using those patterns throughout their missions right like they're going out into the world they're encountering many different things and uh, learning how all of that works and um I don't know why, but it's like popping in my head, <laughs> very similar experience, right? New Testament, um, where they come to Christ and say, I mean, how come we couldn't cast out? Like, and, and what kind of answer is, is Christ giving them? He's like, there's, there's something in the equation that's off, figure it out. And then you got it. And I love like, you know, tying it home to to, to this dispensation and president nelson going hey let, let's hear him learn faith all of these different things um he's uh, reiterating lots of these these same truths here let's see he also told us to learn how to cast out mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> we're gonna have to deal with that kind of stuff a lot here in these days yeah exactly oh i'm in the wrong lecture that's why i was like there's i was trying to find the the memorization so at the end of lecture four i mean since we brought it up um it says let the student turn and commit these paragraphs to memory so everything with an asterisk asterisk Am I saying that right? Anyway, whatever that is. <laughs> um, it starts with this one. This is the first one. So quoted in the fourth lecture, it is fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth paragraphs. And then it asks another question and says, how do you prove it? Well, it's by the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th paragraphs of this lecture. Uh, that has that memorization mark and the 17th and 18th paragraphs and the 19th. So there's quite a bit of lecture four mm -hmm. that they suggest to memorize. Um, and I know I, no. I can't. <laughs> like you said, memorization is super hard and <laughs> but I but I can get the know. gist of it like mm -hmm. Yeah, memorize like, like what it's about but word for word that long <laughs> yeah i give up before i even start i don't know that it's necessarily like word for word i mean i guess that's where you start so that you get like the gist right but but when you understand the principles that's what you're committing right you're you're telling the natural man hey this is important here's the things that mm -hmm. need to be stuck yeah. in there 
so that they can be recalled yeah. and spirit can use them when called upon to do so. Um, but anyway, when I was preparing for, for lectures, I was like kind of going to the Lord and going, I don't know, lectures are, are pretty intense. Like, are you sure we want to do those as, as a book club and stuff? And it came back to me all the time. I, many of you have probably heard my, my testimony on this stuff. And, but if you want the same blessings, study it the same way that it was given. And um, memorization was impressed upon my mind many times throughout that. It, it's an invitation, but I think that there's a, a great power in the memorization, even though it's hard and, and it might take a while, right? Like there's, there's no time constraints on um, anything other than what the spirit prompts you to do, right? But as I've committed some of these things to memory, like you said, when I'm looking at a painting or whether I'm doing this or that or giving a blessing, that these things get recalled and are very okay. powerful. And what more powerful group of paragraphs is there than this? Right, you know, and I have that. that. <laughs> I also think that it's because it's just like comp like conference, how we weren't supposed to record it, but it's like you get home and it's like, now that was awesome, but I don't remember one talk because mm -hmm. our memories, we don't hold it very long. Yeah. Exactly. Our memories are so finite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you memorize even if we just memorize the parts you understand even if we just memorize the parts that make sense to us at this level then you can easily pull it back up again and learn a little bit more onto it and like even if you just memorize we just learn memorize an acronym that kind of stands for different parts of it like it does i don't think it needs to be word for word but i think if we if we can pull that up in our memory really quick it's just going to help us build a little, build faster, build. Mm -hmm. The spirit can get to us faster because we've already learned that and it's still in our memory. Yeah. I just got to fuck up. Get your time. <laughs> I was cutting jalapenos earlier today and I just rubbed my eyes. <laughs> that was never fun. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I thought to... you were crying because you just loved my testimony. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It really was. I loved it. <laughs> crying for lots of reasons. <laughs> the spirit just burning within you, right, Cameron? <laughs> yep. The spirit feels a lot like jalapenos. <laughs> 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 but yeah um and just kind of like reiterating what uh that last verse that 19 says um which gives to the minds of the latter-day saints the same power and authority to exercise faith in god which the former day saints had and we read about the former day saints right and all of their amazing things we have that same power and authority so that all men have had and will have an equal privilege. I think that's so powerful. So if you even memorize those two sentences you just had, yeah, that's, that's you got that much. Nope. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, any other questions, comments, 
thoughts on parts that we hadn't covered yet? I just love lecture fourth. I, <laughs> like I was telling the other group, <laughs> when I came across, like lecture second just wasn't my favorite, but then when I fully dove into it this time, now it's like one of my favorites. And lecture fourth, I mean, it, it's great, but now tonight I'm just like, oh my gosh, lecture fourth is amazing. It's one of my favorites too now. Uh, lecture fifth has always been my favorite, but I'm, I'm just wondering, which one really is, or if it's just all one great whole now, because <laughs> like both groups have, have really brought out some excellent points and, and great discussion and stuff. Like I just That's love so lecture true. four. It's been so fun to study it. I mean, yeah. you can get a lot on your own, right? With the spirit and everything, but with group discussion and bringing things in and stuff. I just it, love just the insights of everybody. It really does help. And even this, I rewatch these and even through that, I, I gain more even than I did the first time. Mm -hmm. And we're just so glad you didn't break up with this, Cameron. We're just so thankful. <laughs> we were all feeling very heartbroken that you broke up with us. But now take it for three hours a week. Help. Yeah. yeah. So. Interesting process, isn't it? Like, what? I got clear, distinct impressions to, to stop. <laughs> to, to break up, like, this is not working out. <laughs> but no, just like clear, distinct things. Like, I have new things for you to do. Right? <laughs> you need to clear up your time. The, the book clubs have come to an end or whatever. And so I'm like, okay. And then at education week totally everything started changing and, and new little insights to, to think were coming and stuff. well we were there when we were having dinner Steph was like he's he's not gonna do this anymore I said no this is our last book and he goes well it can't be and I said well he's has other <laughs> there's nothing more important than us we he can't quit and I was like yes call the spirit and he's like well we need to talk to him this just can't be it can't this can't be over and I was like well, I'm on Go Stefan's side. Got <laughs> <laughs> to corner him. Let's corner him. <laughs> I love Stefan. Hilarious, and yep. he's so matter of fact. He's like, "Did uh -huh. you talk to him yet?" And I said, "No, I haven't even seen Cameron." And he's like, "Well, who's talked to him? We've got to. We've got to narrow this down. We've got to. We've got to take the bull by the horn right now before he breaks up with us." <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. I love that backstory because he didn't tell me any of that. But yeah, when we were having that dinner, I said, This is, he says, Wonder what book we'll do next. I said, It's over. And he said, oh, It's over. And I said, Yeah, he's done with us. He's moving on to bigger things. He said, Well, what could be bigger than us? And I said, no. <laughs> 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 so, And I was just like, Well, you know, he has his agency. I guess we'll just. Let him go. I mean, we don't have, you know, a, a tie around his neck. He's like, well, he can't quit. We we have to, we've got to corner him. We all need to corner him. <laughs> I love him. He's hilarious. He is so funny. I love that. But yeah. And then it evolved into to what it was. I came back from education week and I was like, okay, mom, how about this? <laughs> that sounds actually pretty good. Let's let's. <laughs> anyway, we spent like a whole night just like mapping out 
the different possibilities of what we could maybe do that still leaves me enough time to do my new things and then that and anyway hopefully it works I know that some people have kind of not necessarily complained but they're like oh well six o'clock doesn't work for me or this or that or whatever but like you are the leader you have to do what you can do yeah that's what that that's what leaders do they do okay this is what works for me and if it's important to your life you'll make it work so mm-hmm. it's good it's good you're doing yeah. a good job we'll see how it pans out but i i'm really excited with the the topical guide study on jesus christ like how many times i've started that study and it just kind of falls through the cracks because i'm just busy with other things and stuff but i think especially on the heels of lectures on faith like oh man like i even lecture fourth tonight we're talking about the attributes and like diving into uh you know like jesus christ advocate and really pouring through that one for a whole week like i think that's going to be powerful as we do it like like uh wendy's asking president nelson so so what and he's like i'm a changed man i think that that is is kind of that next step in faith right like coming to know them on a personal and intimate level is going to be crucial uh for for all of us that that want to continue on it's gonna be fun excited well i appreciate you well, I appreciate everyone else too. You know, I these book clubs have been so fun. <laughs> An <It's> education. Hard, <laughs> really, you really, I can study, but I don't get as much out of it if I don't have to kind of return and report. Like to be honest, I was reading um, lecture four today and I fell asleep. And so, but and then I was going to wake up for the six o'clock one and I never did wake up. But I was awake for the eight o'clock one, so <laughs> I only read part of it. But had I not had the return turn and report I would have just been like oh well maybe next week so now I'm gonna go restudy the parts I missed so Mm. yeah anyway we appreciate you well thank you well so next week lecture five we'll meet back here for another great insight like like I said lecture five is like always been my favorite but we'll see how it fits in the, the whole scheme of things as we have studied these others i think it's going to be very powerful lecture five was the one that i'm not going to say caused it to be decanonized but uh, that's what was causing quite a bit of confusion and stuff so make sure that you take the time read it slowly with the spirit and discern all of the fun truths and and doctrines that are in there um anyway I'm excited for next week. It'll be fun. <laughs> hey, Cameron, did you read this on your mission? I did. Yeah, that was my first, very first introduction to it. So I was uh, new on the mission. I was called into the offices as a secretary, and it was there on uh, my mission president's desk. And I like whipped through it just really quick, and I was like, "What? Like, <laughs> based on this, I don't have faith, and I'm here on a mission." Like, it kind of threw me into like this existential crisis there for. Uh, <laughs> a month or so i was like what and and right next to it was um uh the king fallout sermon and that was the first time i had ever read it or whatever and i was just like what am i doing here (laughs) it it was quite wild and so i i kind of put it away until a couple years after the mission and you know i've read it through the years but yeah mission was my first introduction to it that's awesome been wild.
Terry says in the chat that she's grateful for the videos as well. Last night I was going through, I listened to when, remember when um, Harry Milstein and Todd McLaughlin came and did the author chat after we finished Triumphs of Zion? That is so powerful. I wasn't getting everything that was said the first time through, I don't think. But listening to them again and what they're really saying, it's it's just so powerful. I'm going to listen to it again. It's really good. Well, and that's the thing is the meetings have been amazing, but our the library we have access to is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, really... Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Actually, I like the ones the best that I'm not in, so it's better. (laughs) I just try to look past that part. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, since I put them all on the homepage, you know, just kind of like easy access kind of thing, like I've heard from a lot of people, they're like, holy cow, there are so many things to pour through, like where to even start and and kind of go through, but wasn't it you mom that was just saying that sometimes you just scroll and click and whatever one pops up I do a lot I do a lot just I don't even notice which book you know I'm plunking into and I just do it and then but I did do triumphs of Zion uh, that last chapter thing and I just couldn't stop I just did the whole rest of the chapter and into the author's chat (laughs) We had some good discussions. I mean, really good. But what's really funny is when you go back to like the the Blessings of Abraham book, like we were so young and (laughs) a year and a half ago. (laughs) Remember, like I used to start off each thing a different way and and I'd give homework assignments at the end. And (laughs) anyway, it was just it's the the blessings of abraham one is just kind of like the teeny version of me (laughs) and then uh, how much we've grown as as book clubs (laughs) yeah you can really see the growth in everyone it's so it's so wonderful yeah and if you really could see what what the trickle down effect is you would we would even be more amazed if we really saw the whole picture because you think that you've seen growth in us. Well, you know what? We've impacted every member of our family. Yeah. And so it's not just 30 people. It's it's 30 families. So that, you oh. know, and it's friends and it's and it's and it's sparking interest and learning and testimonies. And so it's a beautiful thing. And and it is the gathering. It is exact this is gathering. It might not feel like it, but this is gathering. And that's and and the prophet said that's the very most important thing you can do right now is gather. And so strengthening ourselves and strengthening our family and our friends and our acquaintances is the most important thing. And Darlene, we just missed you at conference. I just was like, I wish Darlene were here. I didn't want to be a burden for Bernie or for Bud. It would have been Bernie nice. either. He gets me all the time. But like, I didn't want to hold him back because I can't hurry from yeah, place it is to place. Walking. It is so much walking. 
<laughs> even if you stay in one place, it's a lot of walking. Mm. I even have a, a little, what do you call it? It's a little cart that I ride. Yeah. Um, I get to, but even with that, I, but you have to load that up into the car and all this kind of it stuff. Is. Is. I wanted him to be able to be free and go play with everybody. <laughs> well, and he kind of just hid from all of us. He was like, all these weird ladies, go do your thing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like waving us like, oh, here they are. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very fun to to see everybody in there. I mean, because it's one thing to be on Zoom, right? But like in real life and everybody's personalities and things. Well, yeah. we should be a little bit rambunctious, us ladies. So we get it. I was like, we're embarrassing him. Let's that go. Monday <laughs> night was so funny. I, I mean, I've seen whole new parts to people that I, it was hilarious. When Cameron got home, he said that was his favorite part was Monday night. The... Yeah. Yeah. Forget the classes. It was Monday yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny yeah. good group of people so thank you yeah all right we'll see well, everyone next week okay, have a, have good a great day. week everyone. night